The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Brother Justice, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get bonus show content and more at patreon.com slash that story show. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 334, brought to you the week of March 19th, 2020. I'm your host, my name is James Kennison, and I do not currently have the coronavirus. I have a very special guest with us today because John is moving house. His name is Chris Cowan, and he is from Stunning and Brave at stunningandbrave.net. Welcome to the show, Chris Cowan. Hey, James. Welcome back to the show, actually, I should say. That's right. I've been here. I've been in here a couple times, I think. Yeah, a couple few. A little studio here. So you took a little break from podcasting, but you're back now. I did. You know, I went off to, to seek my fortune, but uh, call, as, as inevitably happens, I called came back, you back. It couldn't. You couldn't stop it. You had an idea. I'm the the prodigal podcaster, I guess you could say. Oh well, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're dressed, and we're glad you don't smell like pigs. So yes, I'm I'm happy for all that as well. We'll kill sure. the, we'll kill the fatted calf, and we'll make your older brother angry at you. Yes, uh, the prodigal <laughs> podcaster. Um, I feel like we could even make a sermon out of it. Some kind of we we sh- we should. I even have music for it. Did you know that? It's it's aw- oh wow yeah. It puts you immediately in the mood to to do an this altar service. It makes me think of those those cartoons or the rich animation. <laughs> that's such, sorry, that's such an obscure reference. Nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about, but you do because you're a children. You were a children's ministry yeah, pastor. Exactly. That's where I got but, it from. So, <laughs> but I t- I totally recognize that right off the bat because those cartoons always ended with. And no, began and ended with just the cheesiest, <laughs> cheesiest instrumental and and song and stuff. Just and stuff to get those emotions rolling, man. That's that's yeah. what it was about to get those kids <laughs> to shut up for five seconds and and maybe get something drilled into their heart, you know. Anyway, uh, I always like Superbook more. Superbook, that was great. you never. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 I know Superbook, yeah, yeah. Flying oh, okay. House. Oh, yeah. The, the, both of them. They were. They were great. Yeah. So. Um, and the Hanna Barbera ones with your nomad friend Moki. <laughs> <laughs> you saw those ones, right? I don't know about that one now. Oh man. Okay. I'll have to find a link. Oh, okay. you're 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 ahead of me <laughs> on that one. Um. So tell me, Chris Cowan from Stunning and yeah. Brave. Tell me about your podcast because i want right. my listeners to know a little bit about it okay um so stunning and brave is basically it's a show that just pokes fun at the over-the-top woke uh you know everybody's competing to be more enlightened and more offended 
and, you know, be the first to accuse someone else of being racist or bigoted in some way. And so the podcast is just kind of uh, my co-host and I just kind of making fun of that. We do a little bit of satire. We, you know, talk about different topics. We we have a big giant wheel that we spin each episode that randomly selects a word or topic for us. Uh-huh. And then uh, we uh, we decide why that topic is problematic, <laughs> um, which is the new buzzword these days of like everything is problematic. If something, you know, it's a, could be like shoes and, you know, shoes are problematic. And then we, we have to brainstorm on why why we should be offended at shoes. And so each episode we kind of we do that. We we start off with a privilege check where we just kind of confess, you know, normally you might want to count your blessings, but because we are woke and enlightened, uh, we know that, you know, you don't count your blessings and, and, and be thankful for them. You you feel guilty for them because they're a sign of your privilege. I was going to say for for those that don't know what woke is, because yeah. as you pointed out, we're from the Midwest and and we do have a woke a woke culture around here, especially since I'm from St. Louis. Uh, it's definitely prevalent. But for those that yeah. don't know, how would you describe woke culture? It's well, woke is just like a it's slang for enlightened, right? Um, but it's specifically for this, like, you know, it's one of the many buzzwords around, like, inclusivity and and just, you know, progressive and, and that kind of thing. Is it, and is it like is, a hipster thing? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. It's a it's a hipster hippie kind of thing. It's yeah. it's a um, l- little bit of both. There's that in that Venn diagram, you, you get woke. So and. So, but it's mostly about just feeling guilty about the things that you have that are supposed to be well, taken only for if granted. Only if you're like a straight white cisgendered <laughs> hetero male. Okay. Um, if you're, you know, if you're not that, then you don't necessarily have to feel guilty. You just have to feel mad at the at the system, know, straight, at the straight white cisgendered heterosexual male. Man. Um, <laughs> That's a lot so to it's, keep it's track very complicated. of. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what my show is there to to, to help educate you and, and help you to become more woke. Um, because <laughs> in if you're a, a straight white guy like me, then yes, being woke means feeling really okay. Bad. I I get it now. The show is for those of us that may not know anything about woke culture, and you yeah. educate us. So you teach us what we should feel guilty about. Yes. And and how we can properly... Or what you should be mad at. Or, yes. Yeah, and what we should be mad at. That's that's a service. That's a community service right there. Yeah. All yeah. Right. And, and it and, sounds and kind really... kind of identifying where you fall on the spectrum of, of privilege versus victim. Well, it sounds yeah. hilarious, too. Uh, I don't know if that's the intention, but... Uh... That, that is the goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the goal. So everybody do this. Uh, stop listening to this old program, this <laughs> tired old thing called the, That Story Show, and go over there to stunningandbrave.net. I'm sure it's on iTunes, you know, Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now, Google Podcasts, yeah. and everywhere but Stitcher. So... Because um, Stitcher's being a punk right now, and not taking new podcasts yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I, I can't get, Nothing. I can't get my book in there. I, I wrote a, a book, and a lot of people are listening to it. It's called, uh, it's called Sort of Kind of Superpowered, and the feed works everywhere, everywhere across the net. Everybody's fine with it, except for Stitcher. It doesn't want Stitcher. anything to do with it. So, yeah, um, Stitcher, get your act together. Come on, that's yeah. a great podcast. By the way, that uh, audiobook my kids have been enjoying. Oh, really? That. Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, makes me very really happy. Well, yeah. we I just recorded uh, chapter seven yesterday, and it, it's actually uploaded. It's just private, and so nobody can get to it. <laughs> Sneaky! I know. I feel I feel so crafty. Um, <laughs> we always uh, start with an opening story. So this one's called Milk Drop. It's such a basic story, but it is, it's so classic. It's from Drew from Texas. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, here it is. He, hey, James and John. Well, John, you're, John's not here, so, you know, the heck with him. Uh, back when I was a cashier at Walmart, I once had a customer drop a one-gallon jug of milk on the floor. But you got to let me explain. It's about 8 p.m. on a Monday. It had been a long day. 
but the stream of customers had slowed down to a trickle. I was straightening my register up when the young mother in her 20s and her one or two-year-old son came into my line with what looked like a week's worth of groceries. She looked like she had just come from an office job of some kind. While she was placing her items on the belt, her son, being the little man that he was, tried to help and unload the cart. But halfway through this process, the mother's cell phone rang, and she picked it up, and she went into full business mode. So I assumed she must be talking to her boss or something. The boy was placing stuff on the belt slowly but surely, and since most of what had been remaining in the cart was light items, he had done a really good job. All that was left in the cart, though, was a large bag of dog food, a 24-pack of bottled water, which was at the bottom, and the one-gallon jug of whole milk that the boy saved till last. <laughs> a little dun-dun-dun foreshadowing yeah. <laughs> here. I told the young boy that I would come around to get the heavy stuff with the hand scanner, but you could tell he'd gotten it in his mind. He was going to pick this up, and he was going to put it on the belt, and that was that. I yep. can do this all by myself. I mean, you got kids. You know how that is. They, yeah. they, they're, they're grown. They can do it, man, especially those little punk boys. They, they just get it in their head. Uh, my daughter was that way, too, though. Uh, the mother was completely distracted by the phone call at this point, and I could tell there was no way I was going to get around it in time. So I reached out to take the jug from him. As soon as his little arms attempted to push the heavy jug onto the belt, the cart he was standing in rolled away from the register, and no. I couldn't quite—I couldn't quite reach the jug myself from where I was standing. Just as it occurred to me to say something to the mother, she turns around. The strength in his little arms gave out all at one time, so the milk <laughs> jug fell seemingly in slow motion and bounced on the lid. I will not say the jug exploded. But the milk did go everywhere. I turned on my I turned off my light and called a manager over to finish the order while I ran to the back to get a replacement jug of milk and then to get a mop because maintenance in our store is never available when you really need them. And the young boy was screaming and hollering e even as his mother tried to comfort him. Well, that's my story, Drew from Texas. <laughs> that's that's a oh, great man. I love that. I love the simplicity. I love the day. It's just a day in the life kind of story. <laughs> and I love uh, stuff like that where you could just you just see it coming and it's inevitable. <laughs> it's gonna happen. You have to let it. Let he it he saw it. He saw it from the day from the moment they walked up in the cart. The kid is going to break something. He's going to spill something. He's going to do something he can't do. But I love the part where the the milk is just on the edge of the counter. And he pushes it, and the cart goes backwards instead. And he, the the confusing look on the boy's face as he realizes that he doesn't know a thing about physics because he's too, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he doesn't understand why this is working. Am I in space? You know, right. <laughs> why is this not happening the way it's supposed to happen? Why are they teaching physics in in uh, preschool? Come I know. On. Come on, woke culture, get with it. That gum. <laughs> anyway, that's problematic, James. Oh, uh oh, I, I can't. I can't have problems with woke culture. Otherwise, I am problematic. Is that it? That's... You'll get canceled. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Well, it's time for a weekly rewind. So let's rewind the week. Rewinding. Okay, mine's kind of dumb, but this is the segment where we take something from the last seven days or so. And we share it, and um, and and oftentimes it tries to be funny. Sometimes it's just uh, another slice of life. Um, yeah. In in my world, uh, I work and play at a hundred year old theater called the Melvin Theater, and um, every Sunday night we bring in about twenty five kids and we do ministry, and um, it's a cool little rotational service thing where they go through different classes and. 15 minutes each and you know, it's really neat and all awesome. Um, but sometimes there's some kids left over and uh, the whole theater is redone and, and resurfaced. And so it's not spooky like it used to be, but the part that isn't done and isn't finished and hasn't been touched since a hundred years ago is the projection room upstairs. And you can go up there with a friend <laughs> A very scared friend because i know that i know the whole place 
I know every nook and cranny and I can walk it in the pitch dark. Um, but there are levels of, of caverns. Like there's a first room that you can kind of see light at the top of the stairs. Then there's the room next to that one that catches just a little bit of the light from, from the upper stairwell. And then there's a room beyond that, that is pitch black dark. And then beyond that, you have to climb up on a box to get up into a door. That's halfway up the wall for some reason. I kid you not. And that's when the floorboards start. It looks, starts to look like a little bit like a horror movie. There's shelves in there. You can't see any of this, but when we do turn the lights on there, there's shelves and there's weird stuff and, and uh, cobwebs and all that. And then you step up on another box and you go into a smaller door that's halfway up that wall. And inside there, you are literally in the, the spooky attic from Annabelle or any other movie that you could think of. Because there's nothing in there. It's open space. It's all wood. It's all uh, uh, just hanging with cobwebs. And it's just a mess to walk through. And it's scary as freak. And so what we'll do is, the oh, actually, the young kids do it. They they dare each other to go up there. And uh, But but the, the, the thing that we've always been missing is the Annabelle character. We need a scary thing up there. Um, because most of the time they never make it. Most of the time they never make it past the top of the stairwell and they're screaming and they're running back down the stairs. Uh, but just the other day, um, I took a, uh, a Christmas angel that my friend David had found in a, in a dumpster in the back alley. Um, it's dressed in a white dress. It has its two hands outstretched. Like it wants to hug you because it used to have candles in each hand that would glow (laughs) And it used to kind of lean back and forth and move its little arms up and down. And she's in a white dress. She's blonde headed, white skin, the whole thing. And now she has a permanent residence in the top of the back of this area. And I, I think it's awesome. But the funny part to me is I don't know that she'll ever be seen because I don't think (laughs) anybody's ever going to make it that far back (laughs) because if they do, oh my gosh. They're going to die. They're, they're literally going to die. Cell phone flashlights out, creeping up half door, going up to second half door. They've been braver than anyone else before them. And then all of a sudden Christmas angel lady comes out of the dark and uh, yes. that's it. That's, that's their reward. I love that. I love the idea of like, maybe nobody will ever find it, but it's that's there. It. That's it. And if anyone does, it's going to be waiting for them. It and will be. And and it'll be a heck of an update because I when it does happen, I promise yes, you'll know. I'll bring it to the show. You guys will know because it will be epic. Somebody will end up in the hospital. I'm telling you, their heart's going to stop. I feel like have you mentioned this Christmas angel before? Because I feel like yes, because the Christmas angel was was acquired by my friend David, like I said, from a back alley dumpster, and then he yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he placed it in my in one of my basement windows. And he, <laughs> yes, okay. He waited for months, uh, hoping one of us would look through this basement window and see this angel's face staring at us. But he didn't know that we had these perfectly cut out uh, cardboard cutouts to keep the sunlight from coming down because it's a media room. And right. um, but my my son just just a couple of weeks ago, uh, it had snowed and he wanted to check the snow, so he opens up one of those cardboard flaps. And he looks at the snow and this angel, he swears to me, it turned its head and looked at him. (laughs) It scared him to death. I called David. I'm like, dude, it took like three months, but it paid off. You finally got somebody. So that's awesome. It's the long game. Those are the best pranks. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So there we go. That's that's all I've got other than uh, Narthex Con, which is coming up. June 20th, uh, 2020, it's going to be here in St. Louis and at the Melvin theater, the historic Melvin theater, as I call it, we don't have much history. It's just a hundred years old. And, and we know that the original movies were hand cranked. That's what's awesome about it. Um, so we did it last year and it was a lot of fun. We had about 35 people come out and I'm hoping for double that this year. That would be great. 
Uh, all you have to do is go to narthexcon.com or look us up on uh, Facebook and you can get all the information. It's from one to six on that Saturday. It's going to be awesome. We're trying to get some special guests. I want to get my brother David to fly out. Um, John will, of course, be there. I'll be there. My family, uh, the podcast kid, Jenna, and my my son, Jay, from Red School Bus will be there. We'll be recording live shows. It's going to be fantastic. So That's awesome. It was. It would be great if we could get more people. But I, I think it's got to start small and kind of work its way up, you know? So, yeah, yeah, well, that's well, awesome. I, 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 I gotta go one of these years. This is one of those years. As if the coronavirus wasn't enough, I've got like right. a couple other trips going on right around the summer. So, well, we'll we're uh, gonna try to do it annually. So good. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep going because the benefit is I got a free venue. You know. Yeah. I got a theater, man. It's perfect for this kind of deal. Uh, but who knows, well, and, man. And, after after we we go to the Narthex Con, can we go exploring up in the attic? And- <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> guided tours are free of charge. I'm gonna find me that angel. I'm gonna do. It. <laughs> She's waiting for you. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, do I go now? Yeah, if you want. Okay. I. Uh, okay. Here we go. You got me in trouble this week, James, and you didn't even know it. What? How? <laughs> yes. No. <gasps> I will tell you. You got me in trouble. Um, no. So- <laughs> How is that possible? That's like my worst fear in life is doing stuff I don't intentionally do. <laughs> so um, my kids my kids enjoy this, this podcast, and uh, so I let them listen to a, a couple episodes. Um, they like to listen to uh, like Adventures in Odyssey at night, and and they've uh, asked to listen to uh, your uh, your novel um, a couple times as well at night, and uh, and then uh, the other night they were like, hey, well, I want to listen to that one show, the one with James, and and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, so I put that on, and they they listen to that, and then the next day they were going somewhere with my wife, bit of a drive. And so they asked her to put it on, and so she put on that story show. Oh boy! <laughs> and it was the the um, drunk at Chick Fil A episode. Okay. And and I guess she 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 had to turn it off. Oh no! <laughs> she she felt that the first two stories were not something she wanted them to listen to. Oh so. oh goodness! Well, how old are your kids? They're eight and and uh, eleven. Uh, okay, then um, that, that we we put a warning right there at the very beginning. Rated E for everyone, ten and up. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It was uh, it was that one story I think that uh, where the some random girl was pointing the uh, the I don't know the the wand at you or something. You know, at the fast food. Oh my gosh! Yes, that yeah. was terrible. I agree. I agree <laughs> with her. That <laughs> yeah. was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. So weird. So creepy. So weird. Cre- so creepy. Creepier yeah. than any doll yeah. could ever be. So then she's like, "What is this show? Why are they talking about?" <laughs> Why are you, why are the kids listening to this? Oh no. <laughs> what a terrible intro to the series. Uh, but that's why you have the uh the the red school bus. And so Exactly. Uh, like, okay, well, the, we'll just let them listen to that unsupervised then and uh and uh if uh if if they're listening to that story show, then uh then 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 we'll we'll be we'll be listening with them because you know, don't don't want them to know that Sometimes there's drunk people at, at Chick-fil-A. That's, a, <laughs> that's supposed to be hollowed ground right there. Yeah, yeah. That's why it made such a great story. I know, when I know. It, when, what, what, what drunk guy goes to Chick-fil-A, you know? <laughs> right, right, exactly. We, they hand out halos at the door for the love, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So I love I that. Give, I, I, I had to give you a hard time about that. I though. feel terrible, but I, I again... Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. 
<laughs> well, I know, but, but see, my oldest is 11, and he's well, I feel think like, I don't know if he makes the cut. But I, I think will, she's more. I will, it is the young. I will say that I think he's old enough, but I'm not his mom, so right. whatever. But right. sometimes you judge the older <laughs> one by the younger one. You have to. And yeah. that's the reason why my kids haven't seen Stranger Things season three because oh the, for sure the yeah. youngest can't handle it. It's just yeah, it's just the next level. Like they could, he could handle monsters, but but people uh, uh, melting, it's too right. much. When well, the youngest is is at that place where he's still he's eight, but he's still at that place where he. He repeats everything. He's always quoting lines from the randomest shows, and we're like, where, where did you get that? <laughs> so and you, so you have to be careful. And so, yeah, that's where the 10 and up label is comes into play. Yes. Because that's not the kind of thing we want him repeating. Just but, for just uh, just for clarity. Just for yeah. clarity, yeah. I want to. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. <laughs> yeah. Just want to put oh, that out okay. there. I didn't get that. I didn't pick up on that. Okay. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. Well, tell your wife I support her a hundred percent. She was right. That is a terrible show to be listening to if you're not ten and up. Yeah. So there's a yeah. reason we put it in there. And 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 how can I help what happened to me in my real life? That was easily right. the most awkward thing. That is so weird. No, that totally agree. It, it could have gone so much worse. I mean, what if the mom had walked up? while the girl's talking to me like that right what are you talking about to my perfect daughter you know right yeah and my wife happened to be there everything was perfect for the absolute worst thing to ever happen and if you don't know what i'm talking about it was a couple episodes back and (laughs) and and it's just i'm not even going to repeat it it's so awkward yeah uh, i'm surprised i shared it in the first place but (laughs) it it did i did and uh so there you go well that's that is the curse of having a podcast is if something happens, like even if you're like, maybe I shouldn't share it. You have like, to. You have to. It's like when you tell your friends about something funny that happened or weird. Yeah. Like that's what podcasting Especially is. Especially when that's your you show. Gotta, that's the thing right. of it's your whole show. About, yeah. Those, totally. those weird, awkward, crazy, embarrassing <laughs> absolutely yeah. out of control moments of your life. And then you know, and I do, I have this I have this look about me that some people just say the stupidest things to me. And uh, I didn't know it applied to children. I really didn't. So it does. Uh, the magnet, your stupidity I, magnet. I guess. I guess so. Um, I just want to thank our patrons, by the way. I love all of them. But this week, uh, we have a brand new one called Stephanie Trot. I hope I'm saying that right. Steph, Steffi Trot. And she's a new $8 a month contributor. And that means she gets access to bonus content and more. And uh, you can check it out at patreon.com slash that story show and uh, support the show. And, and well, settle down, great. Steffi. You're making the rest of us look bad. Hey, I'm, hey. I'm not at the $8 level. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. It's all right, Steph. Steph, don't listen to him. It's okay. Um, <laughs> we do have a new iTunes review brought to you by my podcastreviews.com. Uh, Unibikler says, I am reviewing. And then in the review category there, he says, this is a review. So thanks for that. It was only four stars. So I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. But Wayne from Canada says, awesome. I really enjoy listening to the show. It makes it even better. With that I can send content to James and John. Thanks. Keep up the great work, Wayne from Canada. We appreciate our Canadian listeners very much. So there we go. Uh, I've already talked about Narthex Con, and it's now time for me to talk about BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash that story show. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving you, your goals? Do you struggle with stress, sleeping, relationships, grief? Trauma, family conflicts, or self-esteem. I think all of us do at some point. But BetterHelp.com is online counseling, and it's there for you. You can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online setting, and you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. It's really awesome. You can text with them at any point during the week. You can set up online uh, conferences with them one-on-one, and uh, you can do it over the phone. You could do it uh, over webcam. Um, you, it's it's really, really awesome. You can meet via text, chat, phone, or video in often under 24 hours. 
Uh, it's convenient, professional, and affordable with financial aid available for those who qualify. And the best of all, That Story Show listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code That Story Show. Now, I, I know that's going to be hard to remember for some of you. Uh, those of you that needed this rated E for everyone, 10 and up. <laughs> um, but that story show is the code. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash that story show. Fill out a quiz questionnaire. It's one of the funnest questionnaires you'll ever uh, fill out because it's all about you and helping you get connected to the right kind of counselor that you need. Somebody that speci- is specifically good at helping what's wrong with you. <laughs> So that's betterhelp.com slash that story show. And we'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate it. It's now time for us to get into some listener stories. Yes, there is. And this one's called Coronavirus Cambodian Style. It comes to us from Josh. Uh, Josh says, I've got a story concerning the coronavirus. As you know, I live in Cambodia, and people here have been very paranoid of the virus, even where we are, even though there's been very few cases here. So on Saturday, he says, I went to take the SATs at the capital city of Phom Phen, and I'm sure I butchered that. After I took the SAT, I took a trip with my dad and my sister to a grocery store, and when we got to the door, I noticed that the staff of the store were taking temperatures. (laughs) and using spray bottles to spray the customers with alcohol or some similar substance. I I think in America, you would have to let people know uh, what they were about to be sprayed with, but I'm not sure. And and how did they take the temperature is my question. He actually sent a video clip. It's one of those in the ear kind, and they, they just touch your ear and then you go in. So when I was in line to enter the store, I saw ahead of me, the sprayers were spraying people's hands and a little bit of the forearm. But when I arrived at the sprayer, the girl sprayed my hands, my full forearms, a little past the elbow, and then soaked my entire shirt. She sprayed me far more than she sprayed her fellow Cambodians. And I found this very annoying, but I managed not to say anything about it. People may be wondering why I was soaked. And the reason is that most cases here in Cambodia come in from visiting tourists. So because of that, Cambodians assume that all white people have the coronavirus. So Wow. The proof of this is that Cambodians have been avoiding my family recently, and some people I know told me uh, this is why they've avoided me. Well, that's all for now, uh, missionary kid Josh. So thank you, Josh. You know what? I would love to take a break here and ask you if you would t- share an, an awesome story with us. Would you like to do that today? Are you would pre- I like to do that? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay, good, because I want to do that. Here's our featured story for today. <laughs> Let me tell y'all a story. Let me tell y'all a story. Can, can I be absolutely honest with you? I, I was, yes. I, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot? I forgot that, that you have a job, and that is to bring us a featured story. I haven't had a guest host in a long time, <laughs> and I, right. I, I was no. just plowing through, man. I've got a story, and that's that's great. I just uh, I have more questions about that uh, that whole uh, that whole interaction at the grocery store. Okay, and, yeah, and let's and talk they, it know, through. I just I first of all, okay, they're checking everybody's ears, which is better than like you know checking under everyone's tongue. Yeah, and it, like waiting three minutes for it to beep, or you know checking. I don't. I think you can do a thermometer check through the rectum. And oh, they're not yeah, I'm glad they're that. not doing that. The line would be a little longer. I just, I just hope they're also, you know, while they're sanitizing you, they're also sanitizing that thermometer before. Yeah, you know, getting all your earwax and then getting uh, the next person it, um, mixing that. In the video, it did not appear that he was ejecting any court sort of cover. It was just oh, no. that he was t- <laughs> tapping it to the ear and then oh, and going okay. to the next person. So. It just might be one of those things that they have to put up with over there. Might be one of those solutions that uh, is is worse than than the the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I know. I I do have a story, and uh, you know, I, I have to say, I think uh, I think when this happened, I, I knew in my heart that like this is what I need to talk about the next time I'm on that story show. Great. Um, I, I thought of you, James. Instantly. Awesome. Um. So I uh we were pretty new to our church at the time. Um 
And uh, so we were still kind of getting plugged in, still kind of getting to know different families and stuff. And uh, it was after service. And so we're kind of getting ready to go home. And this guy walks by and he's like, hey, nice watch. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. And he started asking me about it. I mean, it's an Apple watch. Okay. Because privilege check. I have an Apple watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shame. I know. Well, I see. I, I It's only a third generation and we're on the fifth now. So oh. it's not that that much privilege. Okay. I think at the time it was a first generation. So, you know. Don't yeah, honestly, it, I'm I'm less privileged. I'm underprivileged because it was only first generation Apple Watch. All right, nice try, but yeah. <laughs> so he started he started ask, asking me about it, and 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 like you know, it's it's an Apple Watch. You know what an Apple Watch looks like, right? You you like it's not. You know what it is yeah. just by seeing it. It's not it's not like some fancy you know Rolex or anything like oh you know ooh, Rolex oh where'd you get that um. It's an Apple Watch. So he started asking me about that. And I'm like, you know, answering questions. And then he started, you know, he's really friendly. His wife and kids are there and and they're all really friendly and really like happy to get to know us and talk to us and tell us their life story. And we're like, oh, this is great. You know, we're kind of new to the church, kind of finding ways to get plugged in. And here's this family immediately, you know. Uh, attaching themselves to us and getting to know us. This is, this is really cool. He starts asking me what I do. I tell him I work for the man. Um, I'm a corporate, you know, uh, cor- part of the corporate wheel. Yeah. And and so he starts telling me, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I was doing that kind of thing, and I've been uh, more of an entrepreneur. Uh-oh. <laughs> you Uh-oh. know where this is going. Uh-oh. <laughs> been been uh, looking into being, you know, more of an o- entrepreneur working working for myself. A little bit. He's like, I, I, uh, I met this this guy. He's like a friend of my uh, dad's, and he's he retired at age thirty. So I kind of asked him, you know, what's he doing? How did he do it? How did and he so do he kinda, it? How did he do it? So he kind of <laughs> did, you know, the you know, kind of gave me some of his secrets and stuff. So I'm like, okay, um, yeah. So 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 anyway. So he's like, hey, yeah, we should we should get together sometime for coffee and stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that sounds. Sounds great. Yeah. Because I'm think I'm thinking, you know, we're again, we're just looking to get plugged in. Yeah. This is a friendly family. They're super excited to see us. They're super excited to get to know Fresh us. Fresh meat they, is more like it. Yeah. They've got kids. <laughs> we've got kids. They're like, uh, he's like the son of one of the uh, board or elders or something. And, uh-huh. and so it's like, you know, the respectable family invested in the church and they're just friendly because they they care about, you know, making people feel welcome, right? Right, right, sure. <laughs> of course. They couldn't have any ulterior motives. Never. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so afterwards, so first of all, you know, you've you've said it before. Hey, let's get coffee sometime. And then what's what's your experience with that? Because my experience with when you say, hey, we should get coffee sometime is, yeah, eventually, maybe someday we probably will. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, yeah, well, uh, I got some free time. Let's do it this week. Whatever. But this guy was on it. <laughs> he wanted to make an appointment. He he wanted an appointment. So he's like, hey, how about, uh, you know, he, I think he called or texted it or something a little bit later. And he's like, hey, uh, how about this, you know, this Wednesday, 7 a.m. or uh, something like that. You poor sucker. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking to, you know, make guy friends and fellowship and all that stuff. Um, and but, but I also told my wife, I think I have a feeling he's going to try to sell me something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you knew. Yeah. Because <laughs> my my personal experience with MLMs and 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 you know spoilers. Uh, and you know that kind of thing is is limited, but um, but you know you you the salesman vibe is is pretty transparent most of the time, right? If you're if you know what it looks like, and so I told my wife, you know, I'm going to do this because it it could be really cool to like connect with a guy, and they seem like a cool family. And uh, and so, but I'm like, I, th- I think he might be trying to sell me something, so. <laughs> 
So sure enough, I get there and uh, to the to the coffee and um and he's there. He's reading some book on on leadership or oh, entrepreneurship yeah. Oh, or yeah. something. He's got a, a pen and and paper and and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh no, okay. Here we go. Another red flag. He's reading a book on on leadership and entrepreneurialness. <laughs> and so I I get myself a coffee and I sit down and I'm like, okay, it's gonna be a spiel. And he pretty much goes right into it. And really? Didn't even try. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I don't as I I have, you know, friends and family who do the whole MLM thing, multi-layer marketing, you know, Rodan and Fields or, you know, whatever the the hot thing is in the moment. Right. And I, you know, I'm not anti that. If that's what you want to do, if it's a, if it works for you and you make money doing that and stuff, I'm not against that. I am. I just want to make that clear to everyone. Okay. That's good. I, you know, I offended all the Panera employees last time I was on here. So now I'm trying to be a little more cautious. I'm against you um, selling ugly clothes. Um, I'm against, <laughs> you know, that, that only Christian women wear, uh, right. that, that look like something a, a five-year-old would wear to a sleepover. Yeah. Right. I, I'm pretty much against all of that. Just, just gonna, I, yeah. I try to keep an open mind. I, uh, I don't. But go ahead. I bless you. You're nice, like John. I'm not nice. Well, so here's the thing, though. But I, I, I'm like, if you want to, if that works for you, that's fine. I'm not going to be part of it. But what I don't like is when you front, yeah. Are, when you're deceitful about it, right. or when everyone you see turns into a potential for money, you get dollar signs every time you see someone. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, come on, really? You're going to hit up the new family at church? Dude, you were meat, fresh meat, as soon as he that, saw you. That is so uncool. It is. Um, so he starts giving me the spiel. And like, okay, you know what? I get it with like Melaleuca. Yeah, you got some pretty cool products and stuff. And like, hey, it's, you know, it's a good way to, you get these products. You also sell these products. You sell other people on selling these products, whatever. It's a pyramid chain. I don't care. You do it. Do whatever you want. But never heard of that one. I I always heard of Melaleuca. Amway. You know. Yeah, Amway's the Amway's the classic. I've got some Amway stories, but um, but so this was this. Honestly, this was the saddest one I've ever heard. Oh, it was the saddest one I've ever heard because he's talking about like how he wants to make all this money and be financially independent and stuff. And so he's like, so what my wife and I figured out is. What blew our minds is when we found out that all these products we're already buying, we can pay ourselves back for the products we're already buying. And so I'm like, <laughs> so you get a discount on stuff. Right. And he's like, well, yeah, but no. <laughs> it's we're paying ourselves back for the products we're already buying. We get money back for it. And, and I'm like, so you get a discount. How does that then translate to, you know, making tens of thousands of dollars every month? Right. And so he's like, well, well, Chris, you're a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the the thing people only say when they, don't they think have you're answer. not. <laughs> <laughs> when they think you're a sucker. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> if I was a smart guy, I wouldn't still be sitting there. Right. Um, that's true. <laughs> so he's like, you're ah. a smart guy. If you go into a classroom, you're not going to ask the teacher to explain all the steps that it, it's going to take. That's what the class is for. Right. So so when you, when you sit down first day of class, you're not going to ask him to explain all the lessons that are going to happen, you know, uh, three months, six months later. And and I'm like, no, no, you're right. But he would give me a syllabus. Yeah. He, he would tell me what the heck he's trying to teach me, you know? <laughs> give you an idea. So it, yeah. So it was just it was just the saddest thing. So he, to me he wasn't any good at it. He's he's no he's bad pitcher. 
Well, and he kept, yeah, and he used all the kind of lines that you expect. I don't know if it was so much a matter of, like, he wasn't good at it. It was just a matter of, like, how, I mean, you know, there's only so many ways you can, you know, freshen up a pig. Like, it's, yeah. if 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 you don't have something good, there's only so many ways you can sell it. And if you're not even willing to tell me what it is you're selling, then... <laughs> <laughs> then, then where do you go from there so it was really right. it, was, it was really weird so we kind of ended on a weird no- note because i was pretty i had ended oh. up having to be pretty firm with him at the end just like no that's not that's not a thing i'm gonna do and you know it, uh, i'm like you're so not awkward. exactly making the ten thousand that you're promising me anyways so right you get you get there first and then then we can have a conversation so so that you know, then to me that's such a bummer because I'm like, it's first of all, don't go prowling and soliciting at freaking church, you know. That, that's the that's what these guys promote him to do, though. This is exactly oh, what he's doing. Exactly what he was supposed to do. Well, my dad's a pastor, and he's had people hit him up using that as a selling point. Like, yeah. hey, you have a room. You have an entire church full of potential customers Ugh. listening to you every week. Ugh. And I'm like, wow, you have to have no spine to to pull that one. Yeah. And so thankfully my dad did try it and he made tons of money and he's uh, got a yacht <laughs> and a mansion and it worked out well for him. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh. But but that that was crazy. Okay, but then here's, here's the epilogue. A um, few weeks later, I'm uh, I'm at Target in the men's clothing section, and uh, I'm just you know trying to find a shirt that fits. And this other guy, uh, probably about ten feet away from me, he's like, "Hey, nice haircut." Oh boy. I'm like, "Oh, thanks." He's like, "Yeah, yeah. Where'd you where'd you get it? Where'd you get your haircut?" It's uh, uh I'm looking for a good barber shop around here. I'm like, "Well, my wife does it. She's not for sale." Uh, <laughs> But there's a, you know, I referred him to some other place that I'd had mixed results with. And he's, and then sure enough. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Oh, cool. I'm, uh, I've been looking into entrepreneurship. I just met this guy who retired at age 30. Uh, (laughs) Same flipping story. It's the same exact story. The same exact MLM. Some random dude hit me up. The, and I just, I just walked away. I just walked away. That's what you have to do, man. That's what you have to do. Uh, but you know what's really a bummer, though, is I have a strategy for next time that I really wish I'd thought of at the time. All right. Next time, I'm going to have my own MLM, <laughs> and I am going to try it. I'm going to beat him to the punch. And what do you do? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I'm actually an entrepreneur for a <laughs> success face. Yeah, and I, yeah. I would like to tell you about an exciting opportunity that you can get involved in <laughs> and beat <laughs> them to the pot. See the look on their face, man. And like, I, I, bet that, oh, no. I bet that works with the Jehovah's Witnesses, too. I got to try that. That's so. true. I want to tell you about Jesus Christ. Yeah. This, uh, just a slightly <laughs> different one than, than you're used to. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I, um, that's my story. I have a horrible story, uh, <laughs> with, with one of these guys because I was in a bad place where I was not making very much money. And uh-huh. I had a friend, a guy friend who was a legit friend said he knew this guy who was making money and helping other people make money. And mm-hmm. I, man, I bought the whole thing. I was just uh-huh. like, wow, this is going to be great. And and he had me meet this guy at a lunch thing. And I didn't have any money for lunch, but I saved up money oh. so I could go eat lunch with this guy because I was sure I needed to impress him because he right. was going to hire me. Right. Right. Of course. And uh, yeah, long story short, I, I sat there with the guy and and got sold this this Amway thing. And uh, I was like, I, it just put a a coating of of hardened shellac across my heart that oh man yeah for any of these kinds of things i mean these these folks that sell essential oils and (laughs) and tupperware and one time we had we got invited by friends um 
to come to dinner and we were so excited because they had never asked us before and there was a few other couples there and it turned out there was a guy there selling pots selling <laughs> stupid copper pots yes and i was so mad that i got tricked <laughs> that i gave him hades the whole time we were there and, uh, I, and <laughs> I just i just made it i wouldn't participate i i argued <laughs> with him um and and then he busts out this sob story about his boss and how his boss's daughter died from the chemicals that were coming off the pans and that's why oh and, and it's just this bullcrap story but everybody right. believed it and i was suddenly painted as the bad guy who couldn't right. say anything else for the rest of the night but i why oh. do you want children to die james yes because that's why what i want pots or you hate children you're overpriced cop- <laughs> copper pots i'm still <sighs> mad about it. that's been 10 years ago and i'm still this feisty about it it's because somebody tried to burn through my laminate and I just, oh, I can't have that. Uh, yeah, man. That's and, yeah. And, and then, and then just the other, oh, it was, it was a vacation ago. So we were, we were in uh, Branson, Missouri. Okay. Right. And we were, we had finished eating and I was hanging out by the bathroom and there's this lady who was standing there and she started asking me about what we were doing and how much, you know, how much we'd seen about the town and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and she was just being really friendly. And I was, I was totally down with talking to her just real quick while I was waiting on my family and blah, 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 blah. And then she reaches under the counter and flops out this sheet of paper with, with, uh, uh, vacation homes or something on it. And I, I just looked at her and I said, Oh, you got me. You yeah. got me, dad gum you. I just told her straight up. I'm like, I thought you were just the nicest person in the world, and you are a salesman. I am out of here right now. Uh, and I just laughed the whole way out the door. I'm like, you got me, yes. though. You totally got me. Because <laughs> I, I pride myself on not getting got, man. I, right. I, I walk through Walmart and there'll be salesmen. Hey, what kind of cable do you have? What kind of uh, uh, cell service do you have? And I'll be like, I just don't even say anything. I don't even engage them. I just walk right past them. I don't even care because <laughs> they don't care about me. I don't care about them. I care about them as human beings, but not, right. you know, not as a salesman. I hate salesmen, man. I hate them. And, oh, um, man. Uh, so... Yeah, it takes, to, yeah. To get caught by this nice, genuinely sweet lady who was using her sweetness for evil purposes, uh, it was just—it was too much. But at yeah. least I got it, the, the satisfaction of calling her out. So it takes—I—it just takes a kind of person that I will never be to be able to be a salesperson. Well, I just—it's oh, just a half a step from these people that you've heard about that have gone door to door during this coronavirus scare. And claiming that they're offering testing services. Have you heard yeah. about this? And and it's a half oh, yeah. it's a half step away from these people that bought out all of the toilet paper and all of the uh, the uh, the wipes so that they could resell them on the black market, you know, and and do price hiking and stuff. It's just a half step away from that. It's the dirty side of humanity, and that's why yeah. I don't like multi level marketers and stuff because. It takes good people and turns them into these trashy salesmen. And oh, yeah, it definitely can. I will say like because I feel like there's two there are two kinds of of MLM people and there's some who do it right and are totally upfront with you. If they tell you if they're having a Tupperware party, they tell you it's a Tupperware party. Right. They don't try to pull one over on you. They don't automatically try to pressure sales you into something and and try to act like if you don't buy their product you're you're not being the true friend right um i because i've seen both kinds of people and 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 the ones who do it without being a complete jerk are the ones who i'm like i respect that i'm not going to be part of it but i respect it i you're you know whatever you're doing to, to make money if that works for you that's great but there are so many that i've seen where it's purely okay we used to be friends now all of a sudden I'm your target and I cannot you are you are dead to me at that point. Right. 
Yeah. And there's a little confusion in the chat room. So let me clear it up for everybody at home. We're not talking about kids having to sell candy bars so that their freaking choir can go to Disney World. I'm fine with that. If you, you know, if you're, if if you're doing that kind of stuff, that's fine. Come up to me and, and half the time I'll just give you money and I don't even want the, the candy bar, you know? Uh, yeah. So I'm cool with that. I'm just talking about people that are, that like, like, Chris is mentioning that have this this little cloak of deviousness on them. Yeah. Where where they can't be real with you because they have to try to get your money so that they yeah, can make I, their thousands. When I see the Girl Scouts selling their cookies out front at, you know, Safeway or whatever, yeah. they're not inviting me over to dinner first. Right. And then all of a sudden they're trying to, you know, sell me on investing and in, in, in selling Girl Scout cookies myself. Yeah. And get other people to sell Girl Scout cookies. Right. They're just selling those Girl Scout cookies to me and I eat them because they're delicious. Yeah. And maybe I care about Girl Scouts as an organization. Maybe I don't. Right. It's a nice, clean, open, honest exchange. Yeah. And that's all I want from people. But this, oh, you just, yeah, you nailed it, man, with that story. It's just, rrr. It just stirred up something in me that makes my me parents, mad. My parents, uh, a couple had my parents over for dinner one night. And this is this is the one of the worst stories because they had them over for dinner and my parents were like, the whole time they were, the, the other couple were kind of looking at each other, kind of side-eyeing each other like they had some secret. Oh boy. That they weren't really ready to talk about yet. And so then they kind of rushed through the dinner. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, we have a surprise for you. And then they took my parents in the car. Whoa. They're like, we're going to take you to this special event. It's really exciting. Oh. So they they took my parents. So my parents were trapped in their car. Oh. And it was freaking an Amway event. Oh. Where everybody brought their kidnapped guests <laughs> to an Amway event. That's so bad. And uh. heard this stupid spiel where some woman was ragging on her husband about, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing, and that's why we need these products. And it was just, my parents were so, oh. so mad about that. I cannot. I can't even. I just can't handle that. It's just so beyond up. me. I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to do the rest of the show. That's how upset I am. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go find one of these guys and punch them in the neck. <laughs> Sounds Let's like- just go out, roam the neighborhood looking for MLM people. Just right, they've got a they've got a a pink Cadillac or whatever it is. Those those. Uh, and and, and, Mary and, Kay and the thing is, have. I've been so boisterous about it. Half half my listenership probably is involved in one of these things. Totally, totally. <laughs> well, see, I brought the balanced perspective for you. So oh, you- yeah, but they they only care about me, man. They're they're gonna yeah, be mad true. at me. How dare you? I would never. And I'm gonna be like, How well, I'm you. not talking about you then. If you, yeah, I, I was talking I, about the other ugly dresses I, I, that you. I, yeah, afraid. I I picked on Lou Larue or whatever the freak that was, but that that was because. <laughs> All my friends in Florida, every one of my female friends in Florida sold that stuff. And it's and it, <laughs> it's overpriced dancewear for toddlers. It's the ugliest stuff I've ever seen. And they would wear it and talk about how cute they were. And their Facebook would just be taken over by all these pictures of them in what looked like, <laughs> like they were dressed up to teach kindergarten or something. I don't know. James, why aren't you supporting that mom boss and her independent business? Oh, I know. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. All right. We're almost out of time, (laughs) believe it or not. Um, I do want to get this one voicemail in just because of your wife, actually, has is decide. She's the one that made me decide that I need to put this in this episode. Um, It's called uh, Dogs Have Balls. So uh, (laughs) here we go. That's why this is for 10 and up. That's right. That's right. Hold on. (laughs) Hey, James and John, this is Megan Johnson from Arizona. So I am a junior high leader at my church. And back in January, we went to winter camp. During free time, I was hanging out with um, some of the more, shall we say, innocent, sheltered homeschool girls, um, which I get along with well because, you know, I was one of those girls. So we're hanging out and we decide to play categories. 
And some of them knew how to play, some of them didn't. So I just took a moment to explain to them how it would work. So I give them an example. I have them roll the dice and I go to read off the list and explain like what they're going to be writing down. So I go, all right, I read from the list, number one, category number one. And I go, things with balls that start with the letter D. <laughs> I'm just going to take a moment to let that sink in for you guys. It didn't take that See, long. what happened was I read that in my head. And I was like, ooh, that, uh, no, it'll be fine. Like, they're not going to, no, it's fine. Because it doesn't have to mean that. Because they're homeschooled. I'm sure you know what that right. means. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it'll be fine. So I go to say it out loud. And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I instantly regretted it. Oh, no. So I say that. And then I just immediately follow with, oh, no. And one of the girls got it. And another one's just kind of sitting there with like, a very like pondering expression. I was like, I don't know if they get it or not. And then she goes, well, dogs have balls. And I was like, I don't know if she means, right. uh, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, we're just going to do a different list. We'll just, we'll just do a different list. And the one girl who did get what was happening was like, yeah, we'll do a different list. I go to review with her later and I was like, that was that was quite terrible. And she goes, yeah, that was pretty bad. And I was like, but it wasn't my fault. She goes, no, you didn't know that was just what was on the list. So I was thankful for her understanding and compassion in that. And I was really grateful that for the other girls, they just didn't notice. So that was pretty terrible. And Thank God I didn't get fired. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh yeah, what? so, you know, it's awkward. It can get awkward. Thank God it was homeschoolers. Oh, and absolutely. Not, not like a regular public schooled uh, middle schooler because, yeah, that would that would have gone way differently. Well, I, just know, I know the one girl's mind. She was just sitting there thinking, okay, who plays with balls? You know, my right. dog does. My doggy, <laughs> yeah. he loves playing with balls. And so dogs have balls, you know, and that's it. That's as innocent as it was right there. And probably as far as she's concerned, her anatomy, the anatomy she learned was like a Ken doll is, is about as accurate as it gets. So. <laughs> that's why you got to love homeschool innocence, man. You can get away with that yes. kind of stuff. It's terrible. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so anyway, that is all we have for this week, man. If I told you that your story made it in and you didn't hear it, we're going to put it on next week. I apologize. We just had a lot of extra content this week. And that's the way it rolls. Listen, hey, do you have a story about falling downstairs? How about swallowing a bug? Have you ever said something stupid and immediately regretted it? How about embarrassing yourself? Whatever you've got, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we used your story today, we owe you a sticker. So email us your address. Thatstory.com is the website. I'm sorry, thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us at. It always helps. And thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kinnison, Eric Kube, Dave O'Keefe, Janu Streespeck and Carrie Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey, this belongs on that story show. And we'll see you, uh, if you're a patron, we'll see you in the bonus content. We've got a couple extra stories for you there. And uh, some more Q&A with our guest, Cowan, Chris Cowan. Thank you, Chris, for being on the show, man. Absolutely. This is always so much fun. Thank uh, you. Awesome. We'll see you guys next time right here. Same time, same place. Uh, and John will be back because he will have moved. So talk to you then. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.